0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of Registered Dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect bad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello and welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a replay episode all the way from back fall. Um, so it is an episode that I interviewed our coach, Catherine, about fall. So this is gonna be a little bit different than the fall episode that we had a couple of weeks ago because with a different coach comes a different set of struggles. Catherine is a little bit more into football and being super social, so she's gonna talk a little bit more about this, more about like what to do when you're at these gatherings, some things you can specifically bring to football tailgates, or when you're watching football with your friends. And I just really want to make sure I pump out the fall content for everybody, because I just feel like this is the time of the year where people have the hardest time. And even if you're not trying to lose weight, I just want you to feel like you can at least maintain it. And it doesn't have to be impossible. I think a lot of times throughout this year, this time of the year, we're just like, whatever, like it's so close to the end of the year. I'll just start over in January but it can really like, long-term make it hard to actually see weight loss over time if we always have the mentality. So I just want to keep on giving you tons of tips on things that you can be doing right now that, don't, that doesn't mean that you are totally like not having fun over the holidays or not having fun with all this fall food. Again, it's just about balance and you're probably going to feel better overall anyway if you choose to be a little bit more picky about the calories that you eat. Again, we're not talking about full restriction we're just maybe talking about picking between like four pumpkin beers and a whole thing of like pumpkin pie or something like that. Also, I just want to remind you of the millennial living challenge we have going on is our walking challenge. So again, with the days being shorter, I just keep hearing over and over again, how much harder it is for our clients. So we're just going to have a challenge to keep you inspired over there. We did just post today an essential item guide for walking 10,000 steps. we put some of our favorite products including like AirPods and some shoes that we like, just because having these things can really help. And we've included the link. So make sure you go sign up for Millennial Living. You get a two-week free trial and you can access that guide now, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. It is Isla Garcia, your host and CEO of the Millennial Nutritionist. And today I am excited to welcome back coach Catherine. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so today we're going to cover a, um, a new theme for our millennial living for October. And we're going to talk all about fall foods. I feel like now that I've kind of gone through like a couple of rounds of like going through fall with clients, I know what to talk about. And so I'm excited to kind of dive in on what I think or we both think that holds people up with um, trying to navigate fall foods and drinks and all the things. Um, but give us some updates on your life. Any plans coming up or anything new? Well, I love the fall. So it's my favorite season.
1: Um, so I'm excited for that. We, my husband and I are going on a trip in November to Thailand. So super excited for that. That'll be such a fun adventure. So I've never been. So I'm excited for that. That'll be um, our like biggest international trip. So we're super, super excited.
0: That is um, so cool. And you just went, you, but
1: you just went somewhere else this year Portugal. We went to Spain and Portugal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: so jealous. And all our, all our canceled previous travel into one year. (laughs) Oh, you were supposed to go on this before? Yeah. We were supposed to go to Thailand before. So now we're going now, which is super exciting. Oh, fun. Okay. And you were going to say something else. Oh, just lots of planning. And I'm so excited for the food. So um, I'm sure I'll have lots to report when I come back.
0: Yeah. Dang. We, that's like one place we always wanted to go to. Um, I think we are trying to go on a, river cruise. Ooh, um, cool. yeah, there was one, I think through Thailand, but I think we're going to do one, um, close to Christmas. Cause my husband gets like his like whole company shuts down for a couple weeks. So we're trying to like capitalize on that mm-hmm. and do like, um, it like bounces from all these like central American countries, like Costa Rica and Mexico and like Nicaragua, um, which would be fun. It's with a Viking cruise line though. We get like a discount <laughs> keep be laughing because awesome. we think it's like, I think it's marketed mostly for like really old people. <laughs> um, I will say, I think my grandfather has gone yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it'll be great. It's a great way to see things.
0: I know. We're like, well, we'll get the discount because we've just had so many like weddings and stuff this year. And like having to fly back home, like flights are just so expensive right now. So we're yeah. like, we'll just like do this thing that we get a discount for and just kind of experience it. I think I'd rather hang out with like old people than kids anyway. <laughs> <on> a, <laughs> but um, that is so exciting. Yeah, we'll have to do another... Um, podcast or something so you can give more tips. Um, but tell us about your clients that are kind of like going on. So we're kind of, I feel like this is always like a tricky season with clients because everybody's either like skeptical about working or it's like weird because there's a lot of food events. So any kind of like updates with any of your clients or any success stories? I feel like this
1: back to school season, things are kicking off, summer's wrapped up, Fall fall festivities have begun. I feel like that's a huge um, area that is always really hard for a lot of clients to sort of do that transition, right? They're like finally got in their summer group and then everything gets changed again. Mm-hmm. So I've been working through that with a lot of clients of figuring out like, okay, I know this worked for your summer schedule, but now we have a new schedule. So now kid drop off is this time. And now we don't have as much time to make these meals or, um, you know, you're just busy with different things. And so we've been, I've been working with a lot of clients on figuring out like, okay, let's not let this, let everything unravel, but how can we figure out a new plan? Um, And I've had like multiple clients be like, oh gosh, whenever this transition happens, I normally just give up and like eating just goes on the back burner and I just don't have capacity. And now that we're working together, I actually know what to do and I can actually like help troubleshoot and we can make a new game plan as far as the new schedule and how to figure that out. So that's always good when that we can help people figure out that new flow, even when life feels crazy.
0: Yeah. I and mean, yeah, I didn't even think about that because I don't have that many moms. I mean, you and Hannah really take like all the moms. And I didn't even like think about that. That was like a problem. But yeah, that makes sense because again, it's like another changing schedule, what it probably cuts into like breakfast time or like probably just yeah. takes out the whole day.
1: Yeah, it totally changes everything. So it's like your exercise routine, your meal prep time. It's all mm-hmm. different now. So figuring out what will now work with the new schedule. Or I have a lot of clients whose kids are going to school for the first time. Like they're going to preschool or they're going to have to kindergarten. And so it changes things a lot.
0: Oh, wow awesome well cool yeah I didn't even like think about that that's um that's awesome all my clients are just kind of like struggling with like the like anticipation of like pumpkin spice lattes and stuff like that um <laughs> so I remember one client I had last year she was like so nervous about like a pumpkin spice lattes coming out and um and so I always I was kind of like thinking about her doing this um and so one question that she kind of asked me she's like okay with pumpkin spice like I've done well with you so far like she had already lost 10 pounds but it was like the pumpkin spice lattes coming out she's like so what do I do now like I'm so afraid that I'm and I'm like totally derail, which I thought was such a cute question because you're not going to derail by having one pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. <laughs> um, But like, start it off like how? Like, can people eat like fun fall foods and still lose weight? Quick answer: Yes,
1: absolutely, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh, Nothing needs to be totally eliminated. I think the biggest thing is being aware of like how is this fitting in the big picture? Like, if you have a pumpkin spice latte every day. Um, And you're not considering the other food or drink choices you're making the rest of the day. That's probably not going to set you up for success. Um, But all of these things can fit within moderation and within the kind of choices you're making throughout the rest of the day. So I think absolutely you can have the fall fun foods and enjoy them in the drinks and the lattes. It's just about thinking how this fits in the bigger picture and making sure that you're aware of that. And then, um, you know, and I think choosing what you really want to have, right? There's some foods that are just in the fall. So we think, oh gosh, well, this is the only time of the year that I get to have them. So I better have it now when in reality, um, if you don't love it, you don't have to have it, right? Like if you love pumpkin spice lattes, great, have one, figure out how it's going to fit within, um, the goals you're trying to reach. But if that's not a favorite thing, don't feel like you just have to have it because it's only here for this time of the year.
0: Yeah. I think that's so well said. I like went to Starbucks yesterday. I still haven't had a pumpkin spice latte, um, yet. Cause I think they just came out last week. We're recording this in like early September. And, um, I like, it's so easy to like get caught up in the hype. I think even for myself for like, you know, all the marketing stuff that comes out and I was like, Oh, my Starbucks, I'm going to get like, I like, it's still really hot. So I was like, Oh, I'll get like the little pumpkin, like cold foam cream or whatever it is. But those things are like really high in calories. Um, but I was like, I'll just get it anyway. You know, it's like fun. But then I was like, you know, I, I remember like, I don't even really like them. I'm not a huge, like pumpkin spice grilly or anything. And so I'd rather like save my calories for something else. I think like later on than have those. So I think just like you said, like even evaluating, like, do you really, Really love them. Um, And I think if you do, I think I told that client, like, there's a couple of different things you can even do. You can have a lower size. She's like, oh, I didn't even ever think about that. So, you could, if you like the latte, you could swap it out for skim milk. If you like almond milk, you could swap it out for that. You could do like a pumpkin spice coffee. So, there's so many things you can do if you really like the flavors too. Um, what about like some examples of like low and high calorie fall foods, just so we can like set the groundwork of what we're even talking about going forward?
1: high ones like right I just think of like football and tailgating and um like hangouts and obviously Halloween and candy and baked goods and pies and um all the fall drinks um and you know there's lots of like alcohol obviously different pumpkin beers and cocktails with apple cider and all that kind of stuff so I think there's so many things um, and it's a more cozy season. You're inside, well, maybe not Texas, but other parts of the, other, other areas, it's more cozy. So you're inside more, you're maybe less active. So I think there's tons and tons of foods that can be really high calorie, like dips and really appetizer heavy kind of activities. Um, But then there's also tons of amazing foods like sweet potatoes and apples and squash and um, things like that, that are in season in the fall, uh, that you can make tons of really fun things with that still taste amazing that are maybe going to be a little bit more in line with like the goals that you have and also making those alterations, right? It doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. If there's some food that you really love and you really want to have, you can always make it work, which is why working with a dietitian is so helpful to figure out how that fits in the big picture. Um, but there's also those like swaps that you can make to things like lattes to make it, um, fit easier.
0: Yeah. I just had a conversation like literally just now with a client, um, where she was, she ate like every weekend or not every weekend, but every time she went out to eat, she, we would put together this plan and she's like, I just can't follow it. And I like was like, um, you know, I was like, take me kind of through your thought process. And she was saying that she's like, well, I just don't really like the, like the grilled chicken when we go, or she's like, I just don't really like the salads. I really like the steak and I really like the pasta. And um, I was like, I told her, I was like, I feel like I'm kind of hearing you saying that you're like putting foods into categories of like, this causes me to gain weight and this causes me to lose weight. And she never even thought about that she was doing that. So I think like, kind of like what you're saying with the fall foods like, I think overall knowing that all foods can kind of fit. I feel like that's such a cliche now, but it really can. If you like decrease portions or even just like make that like your fun meal of the day or whatever. Um, while if you, as long as you like balance it with these other lower calorie fall foods that are really fun, um, that I feel like just aren't really marketed a lot. I mean, like Starbucks isn't going to market that it's also season for like squashes. Like, I think, <laughs> you know, like thinking through like, what are some other fun foods that you can add in that also make it feel like you're celebrating the fall. Cause I know we have a lot of people who I feel like make fall like their whole personality. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, maybe making the fall vegetables or personality instead of like all those like higher calorie, um, foods all the time. I think a lot of people get like kind of caught up in their head as far as like eating, um, like super carby foods. I think, especially like in the fall too, with, we have like tons of breads. I mean, the sugar and lattes and stuff like that, when it comes to higher calorie fall foods, Um, can you touch on like how making sure we're not going to like cut out like these carbs can really help with weight loss still?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, just a client that I had today, she was talking about how she's like, I'm really, you know, trying to really implement all these things. I I've been having a salad and tuna for lunch, but then I'm starving by two o'clock. Right. And I'm like, okay, well let's look at the meal. What are we missing? Right. And so I think, uh, it's, it's really easy to not be full when, if we're not choosing carbs. And of course, you know, we want to be mindful of the portion. If we can choose higher fiber carbs, that's always going to help delay the digestion, which keeps us full longer, which is great. But I think carbs can be this again, back to that all or nothing thing, right? Like, Oh, I'm, I can't have any, right. They're bad. They're bad. I can't eat them. Um, and then when we have access to them, like there is the pumpkin bread or there is the latte, or there are the chips and queso, then we go overboard. Right. And then we get back in that, that cycle of that all or nothing. And then again, we just repeat, go round and round and it's not helping us reach our goals. So carbs are not bad. They don't have to be completely cut out. Um, it's just important to be mindful of the portion. And then again, like back to those foods, like the sweet potatoes and the squash and the apples and the, um, you know, all of those, like, like the quinoa bowls and the hearty, like fall things that are so good for you. Those are great carb options and can really help balance a meal out and fill you up in a way that, um, restricting them completely is not going to do.
0: Right. Yeah. I think that when people tend to overeat on foods, um, I try to point them back to thinking like, what are you under eating? That's causing you to do that. A lot of times it's carbs. And so I know a lot of people after the holiday season, after the fall and the winter, like to try to do a whole 30, which I feel like really cuts down on the carbs. So I think now like trying to find ways to balance carbs into all these like fun holiday foods and, and fall foods that you like will help you again, to not just continue to have that like all or nothing that just like shoots us off into like January, super restrictive diet mode. Um, but cool. Let's go into our tips. So, um, tell us your first tip on how you feel like, or like, wh- what's your first like tip or thing that you feel like somebody people struggle with when it comes to the fall season and like, how can people, um, like help themselves with that?
1: So the first thing I thought of was like football season, tailgating, watch parties, um, that is super big, at least the part of the country that I live in. And so I think a, a lot of places too. So, it's always tons and tons of appetizers, right? Like there's no real structured meal. So you're kind of like, what's going on? Do I eat before, do I eat after? Um, And then there's just a ton of dips and higher calorie foods that are available. And I think that can really throw people off. So I think the biggest thing for a situation like that is one, if you're hosting, you can decide what's served. and two, if you're going somewhere, you can also bring something that you want to have, that you want to contribute. That's gonna that you know you want to choose when you're going. So maybe it's a veggie tray. Maybe you make like a fun dip with like some Greek yogurt to add some protein in. Um, or maybe you bring some sort of item that's gonna have some sort of protein in it that you know is gonna fill you up. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, just know that you you have the ability to bring something that you want to have. You don't have to bring some like fancy, really high calorie. Uh, item to, uh, get together like that. So bringing something that, you know, you're going to eat will be really helpful. If you can make it a protein or a veggie or a fruit, that's awesome. And then evaluate what's there. I think it's easy to just kind of like graze. And then we don't really know how much we've eaten. And then all of a sudden by the end, we're so stuffed. And so really evaluate what's there, take a look at the options. And then if there's a plate, um, like grab a paper plate or grab a napkin and just so you can put all the food on your plate and see what you're actually having. It's really easy to just have no clue. And then all of a sudden you're like, don't realize how you way overeaten and then you're not feeling too good. So plating your food can really help. It helps you slow down too. Um, and you know, if there's a room with all the food in it, you can always step out of it. You can always go to the other room or engage in something else. And you know, remembering like you didn't come here just to eat. You came here to be with friends and to have this experience or family and to watch a game and be together. So that's the main goal, not like, you know, eating all of these different foods. So I think that's super helpful. And if it's at a weird time, like you can always make sure to have a good balanced meal before you go. And then maybe you can have a few bites of something that you really enjoy, but not feel like you have to eat a whole meal out of it.
0: Yeah. I like totally forgot that fall is also football. (laughs) I'm glad that I have you on so that it's a different perspective. And yeah, I mean, moving, I don't think I've, I guess I haven't gone through a fall Texas yet, but when we were looking for apartments, they're all like, you can watch the game in here. You can watch the game in here. I was like, what is this game? People are talking about (laughs) (laughs) like any game. Um, and so there, but I haven't seen, they're like doing like a watch party soon. Our apartment is, and yeah, there are a ton of food. And I, I really like, I was hoping you added in, or I was going to add it in where we just can also like tend to overhype ourselves on the food for a lot of these events. And I like, sometimes tell my clients straight up, like not every event really needs to be like an all out eating event. Like if you're, if it's your dinner, then yeah, eat your dinner, but you don't have to feel the pressure of like needing it to be this event. Cause I think it goes back to like, just evaluating the foods you really like to eat. If you really love to eat all these appetizers that are at these events, then great. But if you really would love to have a pumpkin spice latte instead, maybe not, you know, go for some veggies and save your calories for that in the morning instead. My, think my big thing, um, I'll just go ahead and say it, is Starbucks drinks because I've been saying it over and over again, just because I feel like I get so many clients who talk about it. Um, I think for my, I see a lot of clients that, again, like the one that I just talked about tend to feel like it's like one of these like bad foods that is like on the gain weight list, instead of seeing things more of like a sum of like how it can really help you. So thinking through that, like lattes are still really helpful. Like if you struggle getting a protein in the morning, like latte can be pretty good. And there's a lot of adjustments we can make if you do like having it often, like doing less pumps of syrup, I think, or, um, substituting out with some sugar-free vanilla syrup on their menu or evaluating if you can do a smaller size, or you can, um, substitute out some milk. And I, I think also when it comes to Starbucks drinks is trying to even just like look at the menu to see how many calories there are, because I always get super surprised by like how high some of the calories are. And I don't even think we don't tend to feel full on drinks, like we do food. And so I think some people don't realize how many calories can be in their morning coffee drinks. So trying to think through how it can like serve a purpose for you, if it can, like if you need the protein, maybe go for the latte. Um, but also just like be aware of what you're eating overall, I think are like my biggest things with that. Um, do you feel like you ever have clients struggle with the drinks or is it mostly the football games? Oh yeah, definitely the drinks that those are huge for sure. Like, how
1: can I make this work? Yes. How can I have this? So we talk a lot about the substitutions and then, you know, maybe if you normally just drink black coffee and have this full meal, maybe we need to make a little bit of adjustment to your breakfast. Cause you, you know, if you do choose something like regular milk, you are going to get some protein in there, which is great probably around at least 10 grams of protein. So that's another good source there. And then figuring out like, do we need to make any other adjustments to what else
0: you're having? So this can still fit any, what is another struggle that you see for the fall for your clients?
1: I think baking is a huge one. So like everything, pumpkin, cinnamon, apple, all of the things. So the pies, the breads, the muffins, the cookies, like it's nonstop. Right. And so, um, and I think a lot of times like baking is a really fun activity and it's, can be therapeutic for people and people love to do it, or maybe they have family traditions. And so you don't need to get rid of that. Um, I think kind of two routes you can go. One is if you make something right, then share it with people, right. Bring it to work, give it to your neighbors, bring it to family and, you know, sort of share, share the goodness of the fall versus just having like, you know, two whole loaves of pumpkin bread, chocolate chip, pumpkin bread sitting in your apartment for just one person, right? And then all of a sudden you're finding yourself each night you're eating, you know, two, three slices of it. So I think sharing it can be great. You can also freeze part of it. So if it's like a really delicious batch and you don't want to depart with it, then you can always freeze some of it. Um, And then also there's tons of recipes out there of lower calorie options Mm. that still have all the yummy pumpkin flavor and the the apple spice and the cinnamon. So there's great recipes out there of some different options and you can add it in different things too, right? Like you can bake apples, um, with, you know, cinnamon, you can put that in your oatmeal, or you could put a scoop of, um, pumpkin puree in your oatmeal. Um, or you could make maybe a bread or a pancake or something like that. That's going to have some protein in it so that you can incorporate that in while you're still getting some of those fun fall flavors, but also helping, you know, work towards reaching your goal. So I think those are some of my tips for baking.
0: Yeah. I think it's awesome that like, I mean, we're still celebrating like produce, right. When it comes down to it, like pumpkin and apple and stuff like that, but it's just like trying to find ways to make it lower calories instead of it, like, just not like really serving any goals that you're making. Um, I think that another thing I was thinking of along the lines of like baking is um, trying to also like not again, like put it in the category of like, this is a weight gain food or gain weight food, because I feel like when people do that, it's like a switch in their head goes off where you're like, well, I already messed up. So I'm like going to keep eating and I'll eat the whole loaf. So I think one thing I also try to encourage my clients to do is like recognize that it might, it's like kind of the carbs portion of the meal, right? Like if you want to work in banana bread for breakfast or pumpkin bread or whatever for breakfast, then that's great. Um, know that it's skill can be part of a balanced meal. So it's not this like off limits food. It's a food that can still help you to lose weight. And it has a function. There's carbs there. There's you know, some vegetables um, that you're getting in there's calories overall that's gonna help you to power through your day as opposed to not being anything. And so I think when we find a little bit more peace with like how really all foods can fit in and how all of it really serves a purpose, even if it's like pumpkin bread or something like that, then that can help you to not feel like you're gonna overeat on it because you already like, you know, essentially messed up. I think that my next one is like high calorie pumpkin beer. So you kind of already touched on it. And I think kind of the same thing goes along with, um, the Starbucks drinks in general, but, um, I think when it comes to these things, again, be aware. Cause I had a client not realize that a lot of like the darker craft beers are really high in calories. I mean, they can be like 300, 400 calories as opposed to like a light beer, um, and so I think first of all, like trying to check, although I find it is hard to check for calories of beers, but maybe like finding something that's like comparable to a craft beer or like, um, maybe like a more generic beer that has like a darker, like, um, flavor or sweeter flavor, like seeing if you can find the comparable calories. Cause sometimes you can't with the craft ones. But again, I think it goes back to, um, finding ways to like balance in your meal, ask yourself if you really, really like it. Um, and even maybe just like savoring it. I had a client one time who she doesn't really love the Starbucks or the other sweet breads. Her whole thing is the pumpkin beer stuff. And so, um, she said by actually decreasing the amount that she drinks, like knowing that like within her calories, she can have like one or two, she maybe can't have four and still achieve the rest of her goals, but she can have a couple on a Saturday night, it helps her to really savor like each sip instead of just like chugging it down and not even like really recognizing what she's eating. And so it honestly made her enjoy it more because she's really having to like savor and like really think about each little sip and flavor. Um, and so for her, it was like kind of a positive outcome and she was able to lose weight while she, um, had that. But I know that you might've been thinking about like beer drinks in general too. Do you have any other tips that you tell clients besides what I said?
1: Yeah. I think that's super important. And, um, yeah, there's lots of other activities. There's like signature cocktails or the beers mm-hmm. or the apple cider drinks. Um, and I think those like sweeter ones can definitely pack way more calories. So I think you got to think about it in the scheme of your whole day. Um, and again, back kind of back to that same theme that I feel like we keep going to, of like, is this something you really enjoy? Is this something that you really want to have, or is it just like being served or everyone else is mm-hmm. having it? And then if that is something that you really want, then you can make it work. But if it's not, then like you don't have to have the 300 calorie spiked apple cider cocktail, right? You can choose something else um, that you know maybe is low in calories, or maybe just choose like a hot tea or a yeah. water or drink. Like if you don't want to have it, you don't have to have it. And so I think that that's a helpful thing to just. I think that's empowering to a lot of clients when I tell them like, "Well, do you like it?" And they're like, "I oh, mean, it's okay." I'm like, well, you, "You don't have to have it." <laughs> Oh, I guess you're right. Um, but like, you have the power to choose what you want to put in your body. And so, if you if you want to have it, then great. You can totally find a way to make it work. But if you don't really like it or don't enjoy it, like I will always choose dessert over drinking an alcoholic beverage, ten times out of ten. <laughs> so I think just choose like what's more important to you. What do you enjoy? And then to savor it, to slow down, enjoy it, be more mindful of it. Um, and you know that I think that will help a lot.
0: And that's great. I think it's always fun when like clients eventually realize that it's always fun in a session. Um, when they like, or like, I realized I didn't even like the foods that were causing me to gain weight anyway. I'm like, Oh, that's such a simple fix. Then great. (laughs) Um, what is another struggle that you see with clients or people around this time of year? Clients get
1: anxious with the holidays coming up. And I think it's easy to go back to that cycle of like, well, if I mess one thing up, then I'll just wait till January. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really toxic mindset to get in because one, January is still far away and two, like you, you just don't have to do that. Um, it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. And so I think just being mindful of, you know, a lot of times this time of year with clients, I'm saying, you know, like what was so hard last year? You know thanksgiving or christmas time of the year right that made this part difficult for you or some people it's halloween the candy really throws them off whatever it is like what was so hard and what kind of threw you off and then we just work through those of figuring out what kind of what kind of issues came up how we can prevent them in the future a lot of times for most of my clients it's what's available at home so like well i mean i came home when i was starving after work And there was the banana bread or the pumpkin bread sitting there Um, or, you know, my kid's candy, like I, you know, had to go through it with them. And then I ended up eating 10 pieces, you know, or whatever it may be. And so we just kind of figure out what those hurdles are and then we work through them. And so I think that's the biggest thing of like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, even though the holidays are coming and the fall feels like the start of all of that. Um, you can still find a way to enjoy these foods that you really enjoy and love that are fun and festive to the season while also still reaching your goals of, um, getting to a healthy weight.
0: Yeah. Because I think that is something that like, honestly is all year long. And I think that we've talked about it before. That's like, I do feel like people really hype up like this time of year being like, I'm not going to lose weight and I'm just going to do what I want. Cause like all these temptations are there. But if you think about it, it really happens like all year, you know, like we got through the summer, like there's tons of gatherings, like there's like also like fun summer foods, fun, you know, high calorie, uh, Starbucks drinks still in the summertime as well. And fun beer and drinks and stuff. Um, and then in the, um, spring, like there's even like, you know, there's Easter, there's mother's day, there's graduation. Like there's other stuff all year long, not to mention like if you're social at all, like going out to eat is a thing, like all year. Um, and so I think like working with somebody to start to tackle like what the overarching reason is you're overeating during the whole year, whether it's like you have an emotional tide of food or you don't know how to you know, say no, or you don't even know what you don't like to eat or you don't know how food works and you don't know that you can work in all these foods all year round. And so you just like, don't even try or um, all things that I think, like you said, can just like help you if you just go ahead and tackle it now, which might be like what you think is the hardest part of the year for you.
1: Absolutely. I think every client that I've worked with has been like, oh, I thought this was going to be a bad time to work with you, whether it's like literally any month of the year, because X, Y, or Z is going on. Um, And then they're like, I'm so glad because now I know what to do when this comes up again. And so I think that's the reality. Like you can say on Monday or next month or in January for like about any season. And so there, there is another option. You don't have to keep going through that cycle.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I think My next one that I see are the parties and the gatherings. Um, So that is like a special time. Like, like, I feel like, I guess October is kind of starting it, but I know like more into like the holidays Um, and we'll definitely cover this more, but like, just so you can like kind of start thinking um, what I see people struggle with during like parties and gatherings is I think something you kind of already touched on is like the lack of structure around meals. Cause a lot of times it's not like a sit down dinner. It's like a little grab and go. Um, and then also like the pressure to, I see a lot of people like the pressure to drink during these gatherings or the pressure to eat, whether you're like around family that push like wants to you to eat the food or you feel like this internal pressure. Cause sometimes I ask clients like, why do you, does somebody say something? like, no, I just like feel bad. Nobody would say anything, but I just feel bad about it. So I think With holidays or with gatherings and parties for those two like circumstances, like with kind of like food pushing and not having structure, what I tend to tell clients is first try to make a plate, like try to actually like have an eating time and a not eating time um, so that you're mindful when you're eating. So making a plate, trying to follow like my plate, if you can get some produce on your plate, if you need to bring it, then bring it, but try to get some produce on your plate try to, um, get a healthy amount of carbs, um, and then make sure that protein is there. So we're not just doing carbs. And then maybe, like you said, like step away from the eating area or just be done. Cause I find that if there's like no structure, there is like, you don't really know when it's time to end. And then as far as like the social pressure, I think going in with a plan can really help, Mm -hmm. but also to, um, like trying to do the work to know that like, if somebody else feel like, if somebody else is pushing you to do something, like it's kind of on them. If like, they want to make a weird comment about like, oh, you're going to like only eat vegetables or like, oh, you're like not want to drink anymore or, you know, stuff like that. It's on them. If they, they feel like that. Um, it's not like it doesn't have anything to do with you. And then typically you only have to say something a couple of times before, like people know that this is just you, you're not going to like overeat or you're not going to eat these like higher calorie foods. I had a client one time tell me, and I think it's so funny. I probably have said it before that she like was tired. She was super social. I lived in a, I think Chicago or New York or something. And was just going out to eat all the time with all of her friends. And she, um, was like, I'm just going to start telling them that certain foods make me like, um, like uh, you like have to use the bathroom and who's going to argue with that. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I love that. And I tell people that all the time now. Cause it's like, yeah, who's really going to like, be like, okay, well you better like have to go to the bathroom after this. Yeah. So. I think those are really fun, but I think those are things I see. Do you see any other problems when it comes to people like going to like these gatherings?
1: Yeah, I think there's so much pressure. And I think a lot of that is stuff that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, again, just that empowerment of like, you don't have to have that or drink that, like you can choose what you want to have. Uh, I think the other helpful thing, this has worked with a, um, one of my clients that's been huge for her of kind of like building in, coming in with this plan kind of like having a pause moment, like a little mm-hmm. check in. and so. She found that this was huge for like networking events and holiday parties and just different events where it was more of a grazing situation versus like a structured meal. And so she would, she, she worked on plating her food and that helped her a ton. But then she also, for her, it was like, she would just go to the bathroom halfway through and kind of like take a pause and, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. You can just kind of stop or, you know, check something on your phone or step out of the room for a second um, refill your water bottle, whatever it might be. Right. But she just took this pause and did kind of like a check-in, like, how am I feeling? Am I hungry? Am I full? Um, do I feel like I need something else? Do I feel like I'm kind of done? Um, like, where am I at? And that was so transformational for her because then she could go into the second half of it. Like, you know, sometimes she was hungry and she would choose something else. And sometimes she was like, you know what? I'm full. I'm done. Like, I'm just going to drink more water, um, or not have anything else to eat. And so I think that those kind of pauses can be really helpful because again, right? Like it takes our stomach and our brain longer to communicate, right? And we're eating quickly and we're normally in the middle of conversation or watching something. We're not necessarily like being really intuitive on how we're feeling fullness wise. And so having some sort of check and pause in, pause, check in was really helpful for her to sort of figure out where she was at so that she could make the best decision for her body
0: i love that. I need to start doing that for myself. That's um, a really good idea. I tell clients to do that sometimes like with the eating out, like Mm -hmm. trying to like have some sort of point where you either like portion out a port, like some of your protein, if you're eating a big steak and be like, this is the point where like, go ahead and cut it and be like, I'm going to pause here and see how I feel. I can eat the rest if I want to, but just like taking that pause helps you to realize like, no, I'm actually kind of full. I see a lot of clients just have this huge disconnect between like how they actually feel and eating and just kind of eating because they get like social cues or because they like, it's what they're supposed to do at these at parties or whatever, and not actually thinking about like what they feel like. I don't know about you, but like when I have some clients, who start with us and start eating, like what kind of their body's supposed to be eating more produce, like a more lower calorie amount, but like consistently they can feel like when it doesn't feel very good anymore to overeat. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think once you kind of get in the habit of that for a couple of weeks, you can have such a better awareness of like, even weight loss aside, like a lot of clients are like, I just don't want to eat because I don't want to come away feeling like gross, like physically gross, not even like mentally, like overate. I feel so bad. Just like yeah. stomach hurting kind of like greasy and slow. Um, but it's hard. And I think taking that pause can really help you to do- that yeah absolutely that's huge so I think those were all the tips I think I had unless you had any other tips no I think that's it well thank you so much for joining us Catherine um make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and check out all of our fall content um no, now is not the time to like totally ignore everything we say it's a great time to work with us or even just like join Millennial Living and see the content we have on there um but take care Catherine thanks Isla have a good one Thank you so much for listening to the millennial nutritionist podcast for daily weight loss tips and nutrition information. You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.